Previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. I'm so scared something's going to happen if you if you leave Eva. I'm, I'm immediately regretting this. I mean, she looked like she was moving pretty quick. Like unnaturally quick? You you like slam your knee into the ground and it like you've scraped it up a little bit. It's like starting to bleed a little bit. And it has two huge vulpine eyes and a jaw that drops open way larger than you feel like it should as it leaps at you. <gasps> no, 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 no. See ya, father. <laughs> so Seamus fights back. Sonny, do you want to try to ram this thing with my Prius? <laughs> Sonny, this thing looks exactly like the thing at the top of the pyramid. Why, why we got to do that? Aoife crosses in front of the car, Seamus crosses in front of the car as Ellie's reaching for the gun, and uh, Sonny, right after Seamus crosses, kind of slams on the brakes and, and, like, turns the wheel so that the car, like, serves as a blocker between them. Oh, come on! I want to kill a monster! I have to get away. I have to get away. We have to... We have, did, you, we, did you see that thing? We have to, we have to get away. So we're gonna we're gonna get away in this Prius with these nice people with the sawed-off shotguns. <laughs> what the hell was that thing? Has anyone ever seen anything like that before? We've got to get out of here. Washington D.C., November eleventh, two thousand fourteen. As Agent Sonny Lau sat on the floor of a dark room, single light bulb hanging above him, trying in vain to hide both from the creatures stalking his room and the visions that came and went without a moment's notice, two others stood just outside the room, watching him through a camera hidden near the ceiling. Has he shown any signs that he knows where he actually is? That he suspects us at all? Enunciation was difficult for Dr. Tapham. The burn scars on his cheeks, mouth, and neck kept his face from being as limber as it once was. No, sir, his younger colleague replied. Agent Lau still believes that he's being held somewhere in Southeast Asia by a local militia group. And how much Liao did you give him this time? Double the standard dose. Dr. Tapham nodded. This was all going according to plan. They needed to break Agent Lau down so that the program could build him back up. He had been identified years ago by the Director of Intelligence, just after his training for the CIA had finished. And now the plan to bring him into the fold was underway. Dr. Tapham watched as Agent Lau's head snapped back again, his eyes rolling almost into the back of his head as another vision hit him. Dr. Tapham wondered what Agent Lau saw in the visions. He would have to ask him someday. That information would be valuable. But for now, all he needed from Agent Lau was survival. As long as he stayed alive a bit longer, his exposure to the unnatural was bound to wreak havoc on his career, his relationships, his entire life. And then, of course, the program would be waiting to help him pick up the pieces.
I've already asked one of my favorite um, mid-season questions, and I think it's time to ask one of my favorite late-season questions, which is, are all of you going to survive? Oh, no. <laughs> what do you think? Not Aoife. <laughs> <laughs> you think Aoife's gone? She's... I don't want. I don't want anything to happen to Eva. But I, I worry. mean, before 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 we turn on the mic, you just said like that was probably the best possible outcome for Eva, given that she I wanted know. to hike. If she had gone in on her own, yikes. dead Eva yeah. for sure. Oh my! I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she would have been toast. Good on you, being no. a good brother. <laughs> Family sticks together. Absolutely. Uh, um, I do worry for Eva. I feel like it has. Um, we had mentioned this in a different conversation, but like. There are actions that Seamus takes because of Aoife that he may not have taken or that I as a player may not have taken. Uh, like I might have been more foolhardy or like run sure. towards the action. But since he's he's got a, he's an older brother and he's got to look out, that's kind of added some caution, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel I, I'm not too worried for for Aoife. I don't know. I feel like we're past the worst with her, maybe. <laughs> like if, we're, if we can get her to stay in this hotel then uh hopefully no danger is coming outside of chester Hmm. man my (laughs) the previous experience is saying there's no chance we all survive (laughs) (laughs) i that has got to be like real close for seamus there like i didn't even realize i mean like it wasn't until afterwards that i was like oh man i could have died several times in several ways Yep. A roll, a roll lucky goes with wrong the rolls. He yeah. missed twice. He yeah, missed he, Eric twice. missed twice and you hit twice. Like, oh. that's... Oof. Also, we got four hits on that thing and it's still running. Sheesh. Yep. Yeah, what are the dan- dan- damage points on that guy? He's he's hardy. Who can say? <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can say. <laughs> that's the you new jerk. show tagline. Who can exactly. say? You can, yeah. <laughs> my, my thought is that, like, there's no way that we really get any farther i think this is maybe giving away like some of like what i think uh the group's decisions might be but i'm like what how much further do we get to figuring this out without going back there we have to yeah and armed up we gotta go going back there me like is gonna put us all in danger and i don't know how long that luck of the <sighs> dice is gonna last so yeah I, I I'm gonna say one of us is is dying at least. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else placing bets on? Um, I feel that's survival, fair. Right? I feel that's very fair, especially because I know that I have completed and the audience has now heard two complete seasons of the Yellow King stuff, and we all made it through twice. So I feel wow. like with those, I know. So with those odds, there's no way. There's no way I'm coming through again. <laughs> at least on a. Definitely not with a full team, but like, I don't know, maybe it's my time. <laughs> Dan, what do you think? You know, as a man of faith, uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I just think I, I hope things will work out. I I feel like my inexperience with, with, with playing doesn't necessarily, one makes me maybe want to be a little bit more cautious now, but also, um, I don't know. Maybe doesn't. I, I don't know how things are looking for for Father Seamus. <laughs> um, we got to get you a little first aid kit. You got a bad. He's knee. lived a good life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you still got to get tenure, Ellie. That's <laughs> right. You can't. Yeah, you can't lose. You it can't now. go. <laughs> Just give me those benefits. So as we dive back in, um, we we left our players. Father Seamus and his sister Eva had. 
gone hiking in the woods, got lost in the woods, saw a, an old, a naked old lady. And so at the beginning of the last episode, Seamus sent his sister to continue along the path to hopefully find um, an exit to the forest and went after the old woman and lost her and then was attacked by a a horrible humanoid reptilian pale translucent white creature with big eyes and an unhinged jaw and somehow miraculously was able to um, start to run away and in the nick of time Ellie and Sonny pulled up as Aoife and Seamus and the creature were emerging out onto the road and the group was somehow able to fend this creature off to an extent, and it ran back into the forest. And you have now returned to the Best Western. You've convinced Aoife <laughs> to go into the room and stay there. And just as you're walking through the lobby to go back up to Ellie's room to discuss what to do next, you hear, Ellie, is that you? <laughs> I completely forgot that this happened. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so, Ellie, you look over. Yeah, yeah, I do. You see yeah, um, yeah. Sam and another another woman, the one that was in the driver's seat last night. Which I vaguely clock as something that I did see, but didn't yep. really yep. take notice of. <laughs> and then you also hear, and and Father Seamus? Oh, that's right. Okay, they met yeah. earlier. I was oh about my to like, spin some sort of terrible... <laughs> like, who else is here? <laughs> and I, I, say, I say hello. Um... Do you two know each other? What are you doing here, Ellie? Uh... What are you doing here? Uh, I mean, I'm. I came to see the the mound. I, I saw Father Seamus there earlier. What? I apologize. That was confrontational. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is an invasive species in the woods, and I don't know. I heard story about some weird thing in there, and I came to check it out and see if we can get a grant to start studying it over here. And how do you know Father Seamus? Well, I was going to go out there to check it out, and I met Father Seamus. Isn't that funny? We only just met, though. You guys <laughs> yeah. know each other? Well, you know, after we met, we, my sister and I went on went on a little hike in the woods, and you know, gosh darn it, we got lost. Can you believe it? And <laughs> gosh darn, <laughs> we uh, we found some. You know, w when we managed to get out to the street, who pulled up? But but uh, you know, but but Ellie, and so uh, yeah, we just met recently. Isn't that right? We were just talking about our misadventure. It, and y'all y'all met y'all, huh? Yeah. So y'all met. At the mounds yeah. before, we yeah. At the mounds, Ellie. In a before small, small world. When I was just going to check out the mounds, as brother sister day at the mounds. <laughs> I will just note that, like now, Ellie's paranoia is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they really do all know each other, and this is all set up. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't huh. know if you're sleeping again. Oh my god, I have to. I'm gonna die. Gotta get that REM sleep. Wow, that is that is a hell of a coincidence, isn't it? How were the mounds? Did you? I know you were talking about it as something you always wanted to do. Um, they were, they were great. Um, I should. Oh, I'm so sorry. That this is Aaron, by the way. Aaron, this is this is Ellie. Hi, hi. It's it's great to to meet you, Aaron. Hey, nice to meet you too. <sighs> Can I be petty in this moment? And just size up Aaron, like sure, 
Do I? <laughs> you have enough energy to be petty after you saw like a. It's, it's a tiny always, little part always in the back of my brain. For that. <laughs> I don't know. Is Aaron cute? Is Aaron competition for my memory? Um. <laughs> Yeah, they may not yeah. be romantically here together at all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, not she's not like. All right. She's not like the most beautiful woman you've ever seen, but That's yeah, like fine. yeah, yeah, sure. No, I get it. I get it. That's fine. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Nice to meet, nice to meet you. Yeah, it's it's great. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, love everything. It's great. I love. I guess great. That is what <laughs> Ellie is saying. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, I I guess it's good to see you. You know, I I texted you a, a couple of times. You you never responded. Yeah. Uh, it's you know it's it's the it's this time of year. Semester starting up. Um, I'm sorry. All right. Just... Well, you know, I mean, I, I'd love to. I don't know. Get coffee or something when you uh, when you get back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like Ellie wants to, but Ellie. Not like that's the hardest part. Like every time Ellie tries to relax, like something else keeps happening, and now Sam knows Seamus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So her her face kind of falls, and she says, "All right, well, um, yeah, just I don't know. Let me know when you're back if you if you want to get the coffee." And then she and Aaron kind of like walk off. And Ellie just stands there. I was like, God damn it. It was, uh, it was great meeting you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. Huh. Sorry about that. At least they didn't insist on going for a hike alone. <laughs> um, so you have that to be thankful for. Oh, God. Yeah, that's true. Off the record, Sam was also a possibility for a hike at some point. No! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, on the I, table. I was I was just gonna say maybe maybe you should send her a text later tonight, uh, just to find out when she's leaving. Yeah, and yeah. if she's headed out Honestly. of town, and if she's not, then we have to figure out a way to tell her not to go back to the m- mounds. Or no, you're to- absolutely right. <laughs> I should have said something and I didn't. <laughs> oh man, that, that's okay. Exes oh, are tough. Man. Oh, it's a mess. It's a hot mess. Um, let's get out of this goddamn lobby. Sorry, father. Um, <laughs> let's let's get somewhere a little more private. Agreed. All right, so you head back to Ellie's room. What are you doing? What's the what's the plan? It's um, what it's are about we doing? Six thirty. <sighs> you know, Ellie. I think you probably took the last set of the last caffeine pill. Yeah. Around four thirty, yeah. maybe. That makes sense. Oh, we never rolled for how long it lasted, so why don't you roll me we another didn't. D6? Five. Alright, so that'll last till about 9.30. Okay. God, I have to sleep. Please and I think tell the... me that I'm not gonna go get sleeping pills. Well, I was gonna say, I think the other thing that's on your mind is, like, you really probably think the only way you're gonna sleep is sleeping yeah. pills. Yeah, that's Or, like, true. a lot of alcohol. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, honestly, after my ex showed up, uh, the alcohol is not looking like too bad of an option. <laughs> well, we'll just keep that on the table um, yep. as you all discuss what it is that you want to do. Oh, God. I mean, we got to take that thing out, don't we? And sooner rather than later. Yeah. At the the very least, we've got to... I don't even know. 
Is it connected? Or is that... I mean, that's too much of a coincidence, right? Like, I don't know what's up or down right now, but that... Way, way too much of a coincidence. Yeah. It's it's gotta be involved somehow. We've been hearing weird shit about these woods. Yeah. Uh, The whole time... There was that lady... That lady was in the woods, too. Who um, the hell is that lady? And I don't know if there's a chance of finding her or a group of people that she's affiliated with, but that's the strongest lead we have. That and the lizard monster. Does the cult do naked stuff? Are you have not heard cult? anything about that, no. There <laughs> no, have been, You have not heard had. any reports of, like, of naked people yeah. running around, no. Okay, God. Yeah, that worries me. I don't know who the hell that could be. If there's one, there might be other people out there. But, like, I don't know. I see a monster. Monsters like eating things. Is there... Is there some way that, like, that monster, like, ate Yale? And just didn't eat the bones? I think I think anything's a possibility at the moment. Yeah. It's it's jaw was certainly big enough to eat a God! That thing was enormous! You could get, like, a f- seven footballs in there. I don't know why that's where my mind went, but... <laughs> Seven footballs. I, <laughs> I say, Ellie, you... I mean, we all had a hard day, but you look like you need a good night's sleep, in my professional and personal <laughs> opinion. I suggest we get our get some rest at, at uh, you know, at first light tomorrow. We head back to the woods. I was surprised to see uh, all those weapons in, in your vehicle. Yeah! <laughs> Surprise! Just a, little, just a little pit stop in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, my hometown. <laughs> yeah, we can we can go in there packing tomorrow at least. Certainly came in handy. Oh God, I don't know. I what mean, the are hell we, we would have done without him? Are we sure going back to the woods without any extra information is the right move? Are we just trying to find this, you know, this creature and kind of leaving all other trails behind at the moment? Like. I mean, Seamus, you were at the museum. I know it was pretty focused on Hunt, but, like, was there any placard in there that was like, and by the way, we have a local cryptid. Um, <laughs> is a big old lizard monster. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to say there wasn't. <laughs> Damn, that would have been helpful. <laughs> I know you said that the the lady there was real, real helpful. But all signs pointed to something happened to Hunt in, in you know, at the mounds or in the woods near the mounds. And yeah, something's going on with these folks. We did we did learn though that you know it might not be too too difficult to get a face to face with with Dan and Ignis. Like, is it yeah. is it worth? Oh, that's right. Going over there. I, I mean, how Eric? How close again is the like the farm where the cult is to like the woods Closer and the mountains than it is to the city? I think. Yeah, I mean, twenty minutes outside of town. Hmm. But not, in relation, to, is it in relation to the mounds? Oh, it's and yeah. The the farm is closer to the mounds than it is to the city, and closer to the mounds than the mounds are to the city. Hmm. Gotcha. But okay. they're all like you know, it's it's all like they're all technically like in the area in, in Chester, right? Even if they're not in the in the the town limits, they're like they're the the address of the farm would be a Chester, Ohio address. It's just gotcha. kind of like out in the country. I, I definitely don't have any problem with trying to have an audience with Darren Ignis. Uh, maybe asking him if his cult believes in any uh, nudity practices or worships <laughs> lizard monsters. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a good description on whatever it is they're I mean, thinking I, that's I, coming I think, down. And I think, hey, we can use that 
to our advantage. If we want to say that we are, you know, Ellie, for researchers that are, yeah. you know, have heard reports of some, you know, invasive species that might Strange, be out in the woods white there. reptiles. And we don't even have to get that specific, but <laughs> yeah, you know, if you know that their property is, you know, someone in the vicinity and just wondering if they've seen anything like that. And yeah, I mean, our questions, I guess, might not have to do anything with the cult itself. Mm. Mm-hmm. But maybe at least getting a face to face. I don't know. Is that worth it before going back out into the woods or is that just going to alarm them? That's no, mm. I, I like that. I like that plan. They have a lot of guns, though. If they get upset, but I don't this know how true. else we can we can find more information. Like I don't, and because like I assume I assume Eric that if we are doing anything more than a five second Google search, which would not yield us much information, trying to find out like more information about any through any other means of of like weird creatures in the woods around here. Like is there oh, a local yeah. Reddit? <laughs> yeah, I mean you can you can look yeah you could you could look that up if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, like, like actual unnatural things are less well known than yeah. our world, if that makes sense, right? Like the sure. like like Lovecraft, Lovecraft doesn't exist in the world mm. of Delta Green, right? Like like yeah. the conception of like things like that, mm-hmm. people no, don't that have, right? So you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to like look up a conspiracy theory about like reptilian creatures in the woods. You could look <laughs> to see if there was like a local cryptid for sure, but yeah. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know that that's gonna give us anything. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's planned. Show up at the cult bright and early, do a little hidey ho. Yeah, um, Ellie, did you get any sense from the, the the two other agents that we met if if they would be hmm. if it would if it would be worth calling them? I don't know if that they, is an excellent if idea. If they were leaving out information about a a white reptilian creature, or hey, I don't know uh, if they'd even be willing to come out here. I don't know if any backup would be. Yeah would be helpful or not. I think it's sure as hell worth asking. My common sense tells me if they heard anything about a weird monster in the woods, they would have said something. Yeah. But I don't know. I know they were freaked out. I think... worth asking. Yeah. I think I might... We might want to give them a call tonight. Tonight, uh, for sure. And see if... Yeah, and see if if they've seen anything like this or if they... If if this was something they were leaving out. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, so we're so tonight we're calling the Cincinnati cell. Yeah. Cincinnati Delta Green cell. Um, Ellie, are you going to try to go get something to help you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think booze is is probably the way to go. Like I feel like I've seen like Dare program was very explicit about people getting locked into cycles of uppers and downers. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't necessarily want to go down that path. <laughs> So she's sure that alcohol is a legal depressant is is probably completely fine. <laughs> yeah, just just caffeine and alcohol instead of. <laughs> oh God, sounds like some sort of terrible lost generation writer like on a bender. <laughs> um, Seamus or Sunny, any anything else that you you know? It's it, it is only six thirty. Like, how, how do you think you both spend the evening? For me, it's probably getting back with Eva. And, like, calming her down and consoling her and just, like, making sure she's she's okay and tries to get some rest. Maybe okay. we pray together. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe if, if Ellie has decided, you know, that she needs to, you know, head off and get some stuff and maybe 
insta-relax. I think maybe Sonny might take the initiative to call the agents then, and then after that would probably spend a little bit too much time thinking about that goddamn creature. <laughs> and I, I, I will definitely also text Sam and and see if I can find out how long she's planning to be in the area. Sounds good. Okay, so um, so let's start with let's start with Sunny. So Sunny, you reach out to Rigoberto. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Agent Lau, um, how are you? Uh, did you uh, <laughs> did you come across something? Yeah, uh, something uh, can't quite uh, fully explain. Um, when, when you all were on the on the Yale case, did anything? Were there any reports? Of any weird, strange creatures out in those woods where where Yale was thought to have been? Strange creatures like what? <laughs> I mean listen, I, I don't want to I don't want to alarm you too much, but certainly a, a, an abnormal, unnatural species. We're talking white, reptilian, large jaw, uh, you know, uh, could can move on two feet, um, and was very aggressive. Okay. Uh, no, we didn't hear anything like that. Did you? You saw something like this? We, one of our uh, our other agents who you didn't meet yesterday. Yeah, he was he was out in the in the woods um, near the um, the uh, the Chester Mounds. Uh, you familiar with those? Obviously. Vaguely, yeah. Okay. He, he was out in the woods behind there, and when when we arrived on the on the on the scene there he was being chased in and and attacked by this by this creature uh we 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 all got away safe i think we were able to potentially do some damage to it but we're not sure where it is now or if it's by itself and we're just looking for any more information on it if you're able to help uh yeah i mean i i don't have any information for you uh are you are you gonna go are you gonna go back after it? You know, we're not quite sure yet. I think we we have some more digging to do uh, into some other leads, um, some other information we need to track down. But I mean, you know the program's protocol. We're not supposed to, you know, leave anything out there that could potentially get out to the public or cause any more harm. So I think we're eventually going to have to go go back there. Yeah. Well, like I told you before, good luck. I, and I I I'd hate to ask this. I I know you're you're not too hot with the program right now but uh and, and you you obviously have a job to do out there this isn't your case but i mean i i, I don't know how well trained my other agents are with something like this is, is this a situation where where you and, and agent moreno would be willing to come out here if we needed some assistance let me ask you a question agent Lau. why should i look i mean that's a good question you'd be putting yourself in in, in harm's way but I think we want answers to uh, whatever is happening. I think whether or not this is connected to the Yale case, I'm sure you still want answers on on what was going on there. And this might be something that could give us those answers. And, you know, I think above all else, we don't want anything else crazy happening out there. We don't want any more people getting killed. I certainly don't want to get hurt or put my other agents in at risk. So I don't know, to protect other people, to get some answers. Uh, Give me a persuade roll, please. Come on. Get us that backup. Backup slash cannon fodder. <laughs> uh, it's not coming. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, no. Narratively, it makes sense. Those guys are done. Yeah. We've got a 93 <laughs> over 50. At least we get to complete our, our 90s array. Yeah, <laughs> fucking seriously. He says, uh, that's noble, Agent Lau. That's noble, but I have to tell you, I think I've given enough to the program. But again, good luck. And he hangs up. Worth a shot. All right, so we're going to cut away from you for a second and move back, to, move over to Seamus. Um, so you open the door to the hotel room where Aoife is, and you can tell that when you walk in, you startled her with opening the door. Um, she says, oh, um, Seamus, it's, it's, it's just you. Um, what's, I, I don't, I don't even know what to ask. What, what's going on? I wish I had more to tell you, Aoife. Um, what happened today was scary and and I've never seen anything like it before and I'm just so glad you're okay and that we're okay and um, my first priority right now is just getting you back home safe yeah what why do I why do I have to stay here because this is the safest place for you um there's I don't want you want you to go back to Chester I don't want to go back to Chester and you know I think what's best is that you Get some rest, go to sleep, and then first thing in the morning we'll think about how we can get you home safely. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds good, but Seamus, I, I, I know you're not being completely honest with me. How do you, who are those other two? How, how do you know them? How do they know you? How, how are you involved in this? I, you're not here for an exorcism. You, why, why are you here? You know I can't tell you these things. Aoife, even when I was doing exorcisms, there were a lot of secrets I had to keep, and... I feel like you understand why and understand that that's a part of the role. I wish I could tell you more, but I just really can't. I don't, I just, I don't understand. I. Some things go beyond our understanding, and that's when <laughs> faith comes in. Oh! <laughs> yes! 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 Play that right. card! Well, can we at least, can we at least pray together before, before I go to sleep? Absolutely. Let's, let's pray a rosary. Okay. So you do that, and she... She's so exhausted that after you're done with that, she drifts off to sleep. Yes. Right, is there a set of mysteries that are like the big scary monster ones? I don't remember learning about that, but... <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you're doing before going to bed? I feel like I have, um, in my background as an exorcist, I, I have some experience with with like demons and creatures. So maybe I'm... Maybe I'm Googling or maybe I'm, you know, looking at old documents or something to see if I have any clues um, that could point me into like what that thing that I saw in the woods was. My occult score is really high, but I don't know if that is it. Yeah, it's 70. Okay. Um, How um, how dedicated are you going to be Mm. to this? To this like researching it. Yeah say pretty dead i think like there's nothing else i'll be able to think about over the course of the night i probably won't get much sleep myself so pretty dedicated okay give me uh give me an occult roll 63 63 under 70 okay nice under 70 all right so you start you know you start digging around to the extent that you can on just anything anything that seems to connect right like Chester, Ohio, Chester Mounds, snakes. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to, like, bring in what you've learned 
and bring in your occult knowledge and, you know, just like throwing kind of random keywords together to see if you can make any connections. And it, it, it takes you it takes you a long time. It, you go kind of late into the night, past midnight, um, trying to see what you can see. But you do start to make some connections. Yes. So you find you find an author named John Maskinogi. He's local to Shawnee, or to, not to Shawnee. He's local to um, to Chester. He is half Shawnee. Um, and he is, he's a writer about the Shawnee culture. And you start to make some connections between his writings about Shawnee legends and what you're experiencing. So apparently the Shawnee have their own theories about the mound builders. Um, they tell stories of a time when the Shawnee encountered strange white-faced people who mm -hmm. live inside the mounds. Um, and they're people who, they, the legends say that they feared the sun and they worshipped a god called Maneto, which in their language means the snake. And so it, it also says in, in the Shawnee legends that after hunting in the area soured, the Shawnee made war on the strange white-faced people and forced them into the mounds. Um, and the beings either fled west or died defending the mounds. And more specifically, there's a legend specifically about the Chester Mounds. It is said that when the Shawnee made war on the strange people, their last shaman drew down a star and smashed the earth in revenge, killing himself and his wives and a Shawnee chief. But at the point of impact, the Shawnee themselves built the three Maneto Mounds, the three snake mounds. Snakes turned in upon themselves to prevent the spirits of their enemies from escaping and hunting the, and haunting the Shawnee. And so then you, you dig a little further, you see that, that Maskinogi has written four books and the first one seems like very academic. Uh, it's called the Mount the Mound Builder Mystery. It's it postulates a connection between the Adena and the Shawnee cultures using verbal verbal traditions, comparisons of wood and stone craft and other convention, conventional archaeology. It's it's very academic. That was written in 2010. In 2012, he wrote a book called The Shawnee Legend and the Snake Mounds of Ohio. And this is kind of an interesting weave of oral tradition and songs exploring Shawnee legends about the mounds. Um, and this is where a lot of what, what um, I just read to you kind of starts to come up. Um, but it contradicts a lot of Maskinogi's first book. Um, you're, you're like reading some review, some like academic reviews of these because the first one was so academic that like the second one kind of, you know, was, was you know, attempted to be peer reviewed in the same way. Um, and far from it implying the Shawnee descended from the Adena culture, it claims that the Shawnee arrived to find another culture of, quote, moon-faced people occupying the mounds and drove them off after several large skirmishes. And this was like a, it was, it was a smash hit, this book. Uh, it sold 10,000 copies worldwide. People were like really intrigued by it, by, for like the, you know, the legends and the conspiracy theories. And so then in 2015, he wrote a book called Maneto the Snake God. And this was an this was like a very sensationalistic um, title, uh, sensationalistic book that examined a particular Shawnee tale related by a man named John T. Walker, who was a full-blooded Shawnee over 90 years old. And the story is of the Chester Mounds and their role as a site of worship for Maneto, the snake god. Um, this guy Walker paints a picture of the site either as a site of worship built by the moon-faced people to the snake god Maneto, or as a spirit trap built by the Shawnee after the moon people were driven off. And then finally, his most recent book, uh, published this past year in 2016, called In the Shadows of the Mounds, 
Um, by far the least academic of the works, full of unsupported suppositions, hearsay, and sensationalistic inventions. It's an uneasy mix of the former historical work and what seems to the reviewer as straightforward fiction involving the Douglas Yale murders, the New Star Crusade, and other oddities of the mounds. It ultimately posits that the spirits of the moon-faced people inspire the Ohio River killer's crimes and suggests those spirits may have been dis- disturbed by the New Star Crusade. Ha! Well, good it was job. a fruitful evening of scholarship. Yeah, you really, yeah, you really <laughs> dug in. Huh. So I know that my colleagues have other things going on in the evening, but I think once I kind of get all this stuff together and summarize, I want to share it with them. Well, it's probably like 2 a.m. Okay, so I I hold off. Although I don't know if I hold off because it's this seems very important. Let's pause on you for a second there. So, um, Ellie. Yeah. Uh, tell me what your night looks like, and I'll stop you at a certain point if I need to. Yeah, like, is Ohio the kind of place, like, where do you get liquor in Ohio? Like, are oh, there- I'm sure it's anywhere. Just, yeah, any, it, okay, any, it's yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's like Louisiana, yeah. great. Um, here you have to go to specific stores for it in Maryland. No, no, no. Okay, um, Ellie's gonna drive herself over to the same convenience store gas station that they stopped in this morning. She's, she's gonna excuse me she's gonna buy herself another thing of caffeine pills just oh in case oh god but like she is going to i don't know buy herself some cheap whiskey or something and after she makes that purchase she's gonna sit in her car um and that's when she'll she'll text sam and just be like hey i'm sorry i was really thrown i did not expect to see you here I hope you had a really fun day. How long are you planning to be here in Chester? And she'll just shoot that off and then drive back to to the motel. All right, you get a response pretty quickly. Heading back tomorrow morning. Offer still stands if you want to get coffee when you get back. Ellie, I imagine, got that by the time she was back in the parking lot. Um, and is just going to like sit in her turned off car and kind of like lean her head on the wheel and just kind of gently... Like, hit it a couple times, and she'll text back, okay, have a safe drive, I'm sure we'll talk back, whatever town, (laughs) back in whatever town we live in. Yeah, it's, it's Cleveland, I'm pretty sure. In Cleveland. And then a thought has occurred to her, she's gonna turn on the, the light on the back of her phone. That thing got up close and personal with her Prius. If she looks towards the passenger seat where the window was down and up on the roof, does she see anything that like hair or scales or anything that she could take a sample of? Uh, roll me a luck roll. Okay. Um, so that's a D100. Yeah. Ah! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. One fell. Um, I've no idea. That means that was very good luck. <laughs> 86. That's a fail. Yeah. Uh, no. There are some there <laughs> okay. are scratches for sure, but no, it doesn't doesn't look like there's any uh, organic material. <sighs> Damn. She really wanted to do some weird science. Um, cause she is, I don't know, like as a genetics person, she's definitely thinking like, what the hell is this thing? Is this some sort of weird experiment gone wrong? Is this mm. some bizarre natural hybrid thing that's happened? She's kind of itching to to figure it out that way but she is going to take a good healthy swig 
of the whiskey that she got. And then she's going to head back. She's going to tuck it in and whatever she's wearing. Maybe she's got a light jacket and is going to get it back. She's trying She's trying not to let Sunny know um, that she has it since she assumes Sunny is still her roomie. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was really Whoops. hoping for like an empty room tonight, Aoife. Aoife. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so she's going to try to take that and like essentially drink a bunch of it now and then drink a bunch of it like when she's getting ready for bed and hope that that helps her sleep tonight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, Sunny, you probably noticed that she's (laughs) drinking or has drunk. Maybe you don't see the whiskey bottle, but um, do you react to that in any way? I I don't think there's much of a reaction. I think maybe he is, I don't know how much sleep he's getting as well tonight so i think if he you know out of the corner of his eye is maybe just keeping tabs making sure she's all right but hey we saw some crazy stuff today and i don't necessarily know what her experience with encounters like this are so if you need a drink you need a drink Fair i enough. think she probably notices him noticing and it's just like God damn it. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like that he sees it at all but isn't gonna change your behavior you are able to drink enough that you fall asleep. Great. <laughs> Until two in the morning. <laughs> well, so so now we're so now we're gonna switch to Sunny. Back to Sunny. <sighs> so Sunny, what's your um what's your intelligence times five? That is seventy. Okay. You're you're a very smart you're a very smart guy. And you said that you're re- you're just you're thinking about this creature all night, right? Like you can't you can't get it out of your head. Yeah. And you know, Ellie falls asleep. You know, maybe you maybe you even flip the light off and you're just like lying on your bed in the dark. And all of these images are flashing through your brain. Yeah, I think all, all the all the old dreams that he had are totally are coming back. You you see you remember a particular dream where there was blood dripping down the pyramid and this creature this like an aztec pyramid and this creature was standing atop it and blood was kind of like dripping down the steps of the stepped pyramid but you remember something that you hadn't remembered before there were more of these creatures at the base of the pyramid and as the blood dripped down the steps they started going into an almost a frenzy of drinking up the blood and engorging themselves on it like they couldn't control themselves when the when the blood was in the air and your mind flashes from that to Seamus talking about falling and scraping his knee and his knee starting to bleed and that's Mm. when this creature came running out of the forest and attacked him and then your mind flashes again to sitting down in a hotel room in Hellbend, and you were listening to old tapes of Montgomery Green telling stories about Arthur Hunt, and you remember how Arthur Hunt reacted when even covered up, a little bit of covered up blood came into the room on Montgomery Green's arm. And I think you're just, you're starting to wonder, is there some sort of connection between this creature that you saw in Arthur Hunt. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think there's, I, I think Sonny's without a doubt thinking that there's gotta be some sort of 
connection here. I mean, he always thought from the second that the Delta Green case ended in Hellbend that, you know, his visions, his dreams that he was having, they weren't just his imagination. They weren't, you know, made up. Like they, they were a part of something. They were, they were real in some way. And yeah, that was always, I think the things about Hunt that always stood out the most were his, yeah, his aversion to, to sunlight and, and, and like, and needing, you know, things to be warm and yeah, being terrified of open wounds. I think maybe at that point, his mind was thinking more about the radiation or more about, yeah, just some sort of infection. But now, yeah, it, it seems like he was afraid of, you know, what would sense that, right? Or what, what would come after that? And yeah, I mean, it sort of just sounds like these sort of reptilian creatures that they, yeah, they need this, they need this blood, whether, I guess, whether it's human blood or something else to, I don't know, to survive or to, I don't know what. I think you can't help but now make the connection that all of the, like, many of the strange things about Arthur Hunt sound reptilian. Mm. Mm. He needed things to be warm. He needed mm. to stay in the dark. He was afraid of being around blood for some reason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, never ate anything. Fucking hell. That contained blood. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and he pretty much ate, ate a reptilian diet in that way. Okay, yeah. So not that the the blood of a wound, whether it was like his or someone else's, was going to like draw someone else's attention, That, but that it was going to... Reveal him. Reveal, yeah, reveal him in some way. Or like, you know, and whether or not he was wanting that side of him to come out or was like trying to keep that hidden. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna cut away from the mind of Sonny for a second um, and go one more time into the mind of Ellie. Mm. So you managed to fall asleep, but you've had a lot of whiskey and a really hard day. Yeah. Your mind, even subconsciously, is racing, and you start to dream. And it's one of the more vivid dreams that maybe you've had recently. And it's dark. And you're walking along the side of the Chester Mounds with Sam next to you. And you're holding her hand. And the two of you are strolling alongside, under the moonlight, the Chester Mounds. Yeah, take that, Aaron. (laughs) And then up ahead, you see that there's somebody that has climbed up on the mound. And you start walking forward. And you see that someone is, is digging at the mound. Someone seems to be trying to like dig something up from the mound. And as you get closer, it's very clearly Arthur Hunt. As you have seen maybe in the statue or you know in a, in a in a photo online or something like that. And you want to stop, but Sam kind of tugs your hand and you keep walking. And up ahead, there's another person up on the mound, and they also are digging. And as you get closer, it is Douglas Yale. Yeah, it is. Digging at the mounds. And you want to stop again, but Sam pulls you along. And then there's another person up ahead. And this time, it's an old naked woman. You have no idea whether it's the woman from the forest or whether it's, you know, it's 
your your picture of this woman in your head. Yeah. But it's an it's an old naked woman who is digging, look, trying to dig something up from the mounds. And I imagine I'm, I'm trying to like pull her back. I'm trying to pull her back. I'm trying to do it. And I imagine dream logic. It's not working at all. And she's just yeah carrying me on. And then you keep going, and you start to you that you see some another person up ahead. And this time, it's Michael Brown. Yeah. Maybe you've seen a picture of him. Maybe you saw his old, like, university photo online somewhere. And he's digging away at the mound. And Sam pulls you along one more time. There ain't nobody left! And then you get up ahead a little bit more, and there's one more person digging at the mounds. And it's you. Uh Uh-oh! You're digging into the mound. Uh Uh-oh! And this time, instead of pulling you along, Sam pulls you up to where this other version of you is digging. And you look down in like into the hole that you're digging. Mm-hmm. And there's like a an almost like petrified mummified version of that same reptilian white creature buried in the mound. And that is where we're going to end our story for now. What the shit is going on? (laughs) Can we just blow up the mounds? Is that what we need to do? Just get some dynamite and blow them up? This podcast was published by arrangement with the Delta Green Partnership. The intellectual property known as Delta Green is a trademark and copyright owned by the Delta Green Partnership, who has licensed its use here. The scenario Future Perfect is copyright Dennis Detwiller, and the contents of this podcast are copyright Nature of My Game podcast, excepting those elements that are the components of the Delta Green intellectual property. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at NOMG Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or at NOMGpodcast.com. <laughs>